Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's edition of Jack and Mel's Super Out MMA Show. On this week's edition, we talk about the Uriah Faber return, we talk about who he's going to fight and what we make of it. Uh, we talk about Leo Machida wanting to be double champ in Bellator. Cody Garbrandt seems to be working with a mental coach in Vinny Shoreman. We talk about whether that's a good thing or not. Uh, we have our dick of the day, our dude of the day, and as always, we have our saints and sinners. We preview UFC Sweden and much, much more on this week's edition of Jack and Mel's Super Out MMA Show. The biggest thing you can do, of course, is to share with your friends. So if you know anybody who's into MMA, please... Give us a tag, give us a like, give us a thumbs up, all that good stuff, and we'll see you in a minute. Bye. Final round. Everybody underestimates the kick in the groin. That's fucking illegal. Bro, you're not even famous yet. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. What we're on the road to find there, sir. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the fuck up. Mel Ryan. Jack Stoops. That's me. How you keeping? I'm doing very well. Bit sore, but apart from that. Yeah, well, that's because we're training for our fights next week. Just flip them next week, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, Saturday week, yeah. Week and a half. Yeah, feeling good? Always. Same. <laughs> This See, whole getting ready for you know fights easy, isn't it? Um, don't, know, don't know what everybody makes a big fuss about. Yeah, well, like it's definitely easier this time around than it was the last time. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it's it's physically demanding. Like the amount of training that you have to do is pretty intense. But uh, yeah. other than that, it's grand. A bit more chill this time. Oh yeah, like totally. I'm not but staying awake at night, like, like but physically broken. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, so. Anyway, uh, if you, you actually if you're in Northern Ireland, you want to come see the fights. They're on Sunday the ninth of June. Uh, we have a couple of tickets left, so just give us a shout. Uh, just before we bust in the MMA news, just want to thank everyone who's been uh, super positive uh, since we've made our return. Uh, as I said before, we took some time off to try and improve the product. Um, we've got some jingles done and a couple of other bits and pieces, upgraded the equipment. Uh, so hopefully you're noticing that the quality of the product is better. Uh, and the biggest thing you can do to help us out is to tag your friends on Facebook and Twitter and things like that uh, just, just to really help us. Uh, what we're trying to do is grow the audience next. Um, you know, We wanted to get the product right uh, before pushing to, to make new fans but uh we're pretty happy with how the product's shaping up at the minute and again we're always open to feedback so you can give us a shout on twitter or facebook uh, at super ad mma uh, and facebook.com forward slash super ad mma if you want to give us any feedback you want to argue with us you, know, you want to fight us whatever it is just give us a shout yeah we're down down to through down and with that let's get on to the news um Uriah Faber making his return he basically says that looking at today's landscape uh, he knows he can compete easily uh, he stayed in great shape it sounds like a f- uh, what did he say it sounds like fun and the reason I stopped was because I wanted to the reason I'm coming back is because I've decided I want to I just accepted a fight yesterday I don't know if that's supposed to be put out yet thoughts uh, ugh that is really? my thought on that. yeah that bad yeah I'm just not psyched to see Uriah back I'm not not psyched but not psyched I think it's a lot of negatives there. Double negatives. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not thrilled, but I'm not, I'm not disgusted either. I think of all the people that we've <laughs> I'm seen, pretty repulsed. Of all the people <laughs> we've seen come back, I think he's probably gonna be the most competitive. Yeah. Least I, time out. I could agree with that. Stayed eh. in the best shape. He's been constantly around the sport, constantly training with the highest level guys. 
you know, competing yeah. in, in super I, high I, level jiu I, I don't doubt that he could be competitive with a lot of guys. I'm just not interested. That's fair. You, like, I suppose if you're him, you know... He's literally fought nothing but top five, ten fighters his whole career. And now um, is back fighting Ricky Simone. Yep, unranked. But that's unranked. a motherfucker of a fight for him. That's a tough fight. You know, yeah, Ricky Simone's strength is wrestling. Now, I have a quick question for you here, which is... I have a theory that this goes one of two A's. This is either a one-sided ass whooping from Faber in terms of like a, re- a re- wrestling for MMA clinic, mm. or we see the young, explosive, more speed, you know, more explosiveness from Ricky Simone. Um, I keep wanting to call him Ricky Simon. See him. I think sounds we like, should. Sounds and like with the 80s, mullet at yeah, like Ricky Simon. Ricky Simon. Ricky it's Simon. Like, it's like. Um, Ricky Bobby. Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Bobby. Two yeah. first names. Never trust a man with two first names. Really? I never date a girl with two first names. I can't think of a single girl with two first names. For good reason. <laughs> Fair. Um, the other you... is there's like double barrel girls' names. Like oh, like? Katie Lee. Yeah. Katie Joe. Katie Lang. No freaking Katie. Or Katie. <laughs> it's like that. Just uh, avoid them. Ted. It's just listing off the hooker names. Yeah. Brandy Lynn. Brandy Lynn. Um, so, yes, what uh, what do you think it goes down like? Do you think it is a wrestling clinic from Uriah, or do you think we see the younger guy? I think we see Ricky put a pace on him, and Uriah wilt. Oh, right, okay. That bad? It could be. Um, Ricky is on the way up. He's had hairy moments, though. Yeah, he has, but he's been getting better every time out. You know, he's been active, 26, you know, great cardio, physically very strong, very fast. Uriah Faber is 40. Yeah, but, you know, he is still Uriah Faber or something which resembles him. I just, yeah. I think at the, the smaller weight classes as well with the age, you just, I don't think you're going to get away with it as much. I think Ricky will, you know, he'll be able to hold the pace fairly comfortably for 15 minutes now whether Uriah can still hang with that or not remains to be seen I'm just not I'm just not chuffed about him coming back at all I just don't think there's anything left for him to prove or do um I'm just worried that like we'll end up with another BJ Penn-esque situation where you just you know the level of competition gradually goes down and down and down and you know you get to the point where you're like ah Someone like BJ Penn should never have been losing to Clay Guida. But that's the reality now. You know, I just don't think there's any real reason Uriah needs to come back. There's no one who I'm like, ah, well, I wish he had a fought such and such before he yeah, retired. missing fights. Yeah, you know, he, you know, no he rounded out. Stories. Yeah, he rounded out the trilogy with, with Cruz. Um, I suppose the one people always wanted to see was him and TJ. But I mean, that's not happening. You know, because TJ's out as well. So, I think that you know, people are favourable towards Faber when they look at him leaving. Um, you know, they 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 went out on a win. He did. A nice he one did against... go out in a win, but uh, you know, you know, people are saying. You know, I've seen a couple of people actually mention online. You know that, you know, there's a couple of eye pokes. You know, he tried to eye poke Jimmy Rivera, which didn't really work out. You know, but he he had to eye poke Francisco Rivera to get a win, is what I've seen a couple of people say. And and you know that definitely was a turning point to fight. Now, what I will say, I think when he left two and a half years ago, it was the right time for him to to step out. I, I think so as well. But 
I also don't hate him coming back, to be fair. Um, I just think... I don't feel as strongly as you do about it. No, no, but if, if he wins, he's just stopping a prospect on the rise. Because, like... Yeah. You're just stopping him dead for, for no reason. Like, you're not going to hang around long enough and anybody in the top 10 should handle Uriah fairly comfortably at this point. Yeah, that's probably probably true. Um, Ricky Simone, you know, 15. It's, good, it's a good fight for him because, I mean, Uriah Faber's always going to be Uriah Faber, you know, so. I just think that for me, my question is, if his wrestling, if if Ricky Simone's wrestling, uh, you know, because it is good if it's up to snuff against Faber, but you know, we just don't know how much Faber's fallen off. You know, I think it's it's more the physical years. aspects. Like he's but just, that's what I mean. Yeah. He could have, you know, how much Faber's fallen off in the last two and a half years will play a lot in. Well, we just saw him. You know, obviously physically, he looks in great shape. But I wonder does the time off maybe maybe mm. helped now the speed obviously is something that you can't really like once you once you start to get in over your mid-30s that that starts to go because they say speed goes first that's why the heavyweights fight on the longest you know but yeah. the question you know i guess could be has it has the time off has it been that you know that period of time that it might actually be helpful especially with you know maybe. you need to remember like, where he's training and sparring and but- drilling He's also 40 with 44 pro fights, you know, like... That's why two and a half years off is probably not a bad thing. Yeah, but I just don't think, like, the damage is done to your body. You know, the stuff which really impacts your fighting... It's done. Is done. Like, he's not... But he wasn't chinny. I'm... <laughs> your eyes. Not... Doesn't have a weak chin, if anything. He's got a mm, bum chin. Oh, oh he, uh, he has <laughs> he an has A chin. chin. Yeah, he has an A um, chin. No, but I think that that's nearly... <sighs> Worse, worse is that like it's like it's like BJ Penn again. He's not getting sparked out, but it's nearly sadder seeing this. I like, just seeing him again, outclassed and out hustled, you know, by guys he he should be beating. You know, if this is a prime Uriah Faber, this fight one wouldn't be happening, and two you would expect Faber to to walk it. So I don't know. I just I don't really like it, but. It remains to be seen. You know, you could make me eat my words if he comes back and looks great. Hmm. But I think there's just no upside for him. He's never going to to get anywhere close to where he was before. I just think the game's moved on. True, true. Um, speaking of game moving on, etc., etc. Um, Machida. Um, we we're just talking of older UFC vets. Uh, Machida is uh, talking about becoming champ, champ. It in Bellator, go- of course. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. Probably not, no. Um, I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say he's never holding a belt in Bellator. It's not likely, no. Uh, but, interestingly, he does have wins over both of them, which I actually forgot about the Masasi one until you reminded me earlier. Yeah. Um, I, I think he might have more chance at light heavyweight because I have a feeling that Bader mightn't stick around so that belt might be up for grabs. And I suppose... If he gets past Sonnen, you, he's a name. You know, you could. I just don't think he gets past Sonnen. You think Sonnen beats Machida? I do think. I think so, and I think it's a stylistic thing. I think that you know, like Sonnen is one of my favorite fighters ever. Um, but this isn't this isn't a bias one. It's just I just think that you know Machida. I think Machida beats him. Do you think he just keeps him away? I think Chael eats something, 
getting in the range. That's definitely possible. If he's going to do it, that's going to be high. Yeah, and I think he'll frustrate him, and then he'll try and sort of like bull rush in into something. But I mean, Derek Bronson yeah. beat him. Do you know what I mean? If Derek Bronson's a top, you know, a current top seven, eight in the world guy, like true, true. Bronson's only ever lost to the elite, essentially. Um, yeah, I guess. I just think that Sonnen's wrestling is just freaking unreal. I oh, yeah, it's 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 brilliant, but I just sort of think that Machida's distance management and, you know, takedown defense is enough. And if he can keep... Sonnen doesn't have enough of a threat on, on the, the outside feet, no. to close the distance. He's got real nice boxing, but he needs to be in range. And when he's in yeah. range with Machida, he's in dangerous, you know, danger territory. So, And I just think that you know, Machida... He's on an okay run. The last one was a bit iffy, but Rafael Carvalho still a great win. And before that, you know, Vitor, another win on the legend circuit. But uh, I like Machida fighting guys like Sonnen. I mean, I think that's, if you've got him, that's how you should be using him. You want to see him yep. in these big name marquee matchups. You know, Sonnen's a, a nice one we never got to see in the UFC, but you could, you know, it's... <sighs> It'll draw. Well, it, sh- oh, it yeah. should. You know, they're yeah, both both names, both huge names in in MMA over the last decade, um, and both still vying to be relevant. I think that they're in that nice thing where like nothing's expected, but but like they're always going to be relevant. Well, they're both as long great. as as long as they're fighting guys like this, this goes on from you know what we were kind of just saying with Faber it's like yeah Faber's gonna fight other legends of that division then yeah I'm all you know like if do the legend circuit but like fighting up and comers and seeing them get murked I'm not really into true so like I mean there's a bunch of fights there and if if Bader vacates the belt at light heavyweight Bellator's light heavyweight's not particularly deep um you could look at I don't know. Machida Phil Davis too. Um, yeah, Davis got the win in the first one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he did. And it was close though. Was decision from what I remember. Um, I mean, there's a, there'll be other fights there. You could you could have like Machida Rampage too is something you could you could see them doing. That's the sort of fights I'm more interested in <laughs> and I'm seeing. Machida Rampage. <laughs> yeah. Rampage at making two five. True, but yeah, just do it at heavyweight. Machida can't make heavy weight. Well, he can by he default, and it's two hundred and six pounds. Yeah. But like, he's not going to get in there with a two fifty rampage. True, I sort of had nearly forgotten how big rampage, rampage has is got. Massive now, like yeah. he's jacked, like yeah, like huge. a bowling ball. Um, easy target for Machida. I suppose the thing with with Machida, his selling point is that he could probably not that he's a trash talker, but you know, if he really wanted to poke his way into a title fight you know all you have to do is bring up that you've you've sort of beaten, beaten both. both of them yeah. yeah well i mean that's that's kind I'm of i'm sure i would worry for machida's health against ryan bader now yeah yeah um musashi's a different one um i would just think because musashi doesn't have that you know the same p- power punching threat it's like, it's as not bader like, but like, like he, he could literally feel nobody could literally just beat you up everywhere yeah like you could easily see him taking him down and tapping him or yeah. picking him apart on the outside like i think musashi is that good oh yes, and in his prime and 
It's just nothing as well. Masasi needs a fight as well. He does, yeah. Well, he's about to. He's about to fight uh, in London. Lima? Or not Lima. Um, uh, Carv- Lovato. Uh, Car- yeah. Lovato Jr. That's Which tough. is a great fight. It is a great fight, but I just think that, you know, well... There's just it, there's that thing of like this. It's like the reverse of the Connor Habib, where everyone was like, "Oh, but Connor's got that left hand." You know, Lovato just—he's got that jujitsu. Yes, jujitsu is so good that yeah. there's there's always a chance. But uh, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I agree with you completely on that. Um, I think that I would quite know, like to see Machida Melvin Manhooth. That'd be a fun fight. Yeah, um, someone's going to get knocked out. Yeah, doesn't do anything for anybody, but why not? That's the sort of like. Bellator has these sort of like divisions within divisions. It's like just let the the older guys with the names just fight let each them other. Go at it. Yeah, but just make it like an unofficial rule that like if you didn't fight in the UFC, you're not. No, not even that. You just you got it. It's the thirty seven and over division. <laughs> You'd need to come up with a clever name for it. You always like the Masters Division. The Masters Division. Yeah. Um. You see Cody Garbrandt uh, working with mental coach Vinny Shoreman. Is he? I like this. Um, shows a uh, what's the word? Just shows a sort of a sign of some sort of insight in Cody Garbrandt. You know, like yeah, that he's sort of going. I clearly have up. a mental hurdle, and uh, and I actually think that with Garbrandt, it has been a mental thing. Yeah, you know, like as in it's been like a he didn't getting over emotional. Over got over emotional, but he didn't adapt well technically or sort of game plan well for tj twice and then obviously the munoz one it was nearly it was like the the same knockout you know it's nearly happened like three times the same knockout three times on the what happened but you know what what's the difference between the garbrandt that fought cruz do you know like yeah that garbrandt could beat any bantamweight in the world yeah has he peaked did he peak in that fight that's what i mean is that is that you know um, I always sort of wonder that about fighters. Like, was that just their moment? They're all they're always, like they usually have, you know, an upwards trajectory, and then, it, you know, it all it drops off for every I don't fighter. Think so, but like, I, I is that the best so. he will ever be? No, I don't think so. I think that he still has that the same ability that he had in the Cruz fight. Um, actually, speaking of which, Cruz and and Garbrandt too would be a great fight for both. Mm, yeah you know because Cruz likes to come back to fight the animals you know he doesn't like I, just don't, I, don't, I don't know how far away Cruz is from coming back and I think no, well, I'm not I suppose Garbrandt could do next, with some time off yeah no 100% um, I like that fight but I'd good on Cody Garbrandt for you know maybe yeah. taking a step back and as you said will Cody Garbrandt ever be UFC champion again no but he will compete for it again Hmm. Okay. I think I don't think he's like I don't think he's dropped off a cliff in any way. I don't no, think not at all. I don't think that much has changed, you know, since the the cruise fight. You know, like I think that he still has all of that ability and he's not any less athletic, he's not any more he's injury in a funny prone spot because of the T- TJ twice. Yeah. But then T- but he's got that great fallback now. But that's what I mean. He's in a funny position because of TJ's failed tests. Yeah, where the the losses are almost like there's always an asterisk with it now. Mm. But but that is. But like, if you look at who's above him in the rankings, you know, I don't fancy his chances with Aljo. Really? No. Well, it depends because Gardbrand, yeah, if he wrestles, if he, get, if he like, gets back, because I'm sort of thinking, 
I could see him as champion again. Maybe. I just don't think... Could I see Cody Garbrandt beating Marlon Moraes? Yeah. Could, I, could you see him beating Henry Cejudo? No. No? You'd no, pick Cejudo? I, I think Cejudo would, would batter Garbrandt. I think, really? I, think, I think Cejudo batters anybody. Even at Bantamweight? Coming up? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I think so. I think Cejudo, like, people mm. forget th- that he beat Mighty Mouse. And I know it was oh, close. Oh, but, I know, but, you like, know, it's, but it is a different, it's just bigger human being. Slightly. Again. Slightly. Oh, no, but, like. But Cejudo's big. He's not tall, mm-hmm. but he's big. That's true. And, you know, we already see Lineker, who's tiny, compete at Bantamweight, you know. I I I nah. I think that Cejudo beats pretty much anybody in that division. To be honest, well, we're gonna find out if he beats yeah, Moraes, which big, I think yeah, he will. It's a big call. Um, I'm gonna throw that poll up on our Facebook. Yes, you know, let's do it. We'll, can he beat? Can who will Cody? Could could or will Cody Garbrandt be UFC champion again? Yeah, and tweet at us what you think at Super Ad MMA. Um, I think that. I, I, I think that it's possible. Like, whenever you asked me, I was literally, I have to answer yes or no. Like, well, that's you know, it. Yeah, I'm at, but, but what I would say is, whilst I'm saying no, I think he'll compete for it again, it's only because I think that he could beat Marlon Moraes, but I'd favor Moraes, you know, and yeah. he could beat Cejudo, but he'd need to be very lucky. I think Cejudo beats everybody in that division. I personally don't think that's a completely out of the realm possibility, especially because, as I said, oh, yeah, I'm not I see down. him competing for it, which, just, which is in, just one punch away. instinct. Probably not. But I think that he's there or thereabouts. Yeah. He's championship caliber. So, yeah. you know, I, I would never be surprised either way. So, yeah. So, two questions. Will he fight for the title again? Yeah. Will he be champion again? Yeah. Well, we'll put the poll up to see if he's champion again. And let us know in the comments of it if you think he'll fight for the belt again. If not. So, yeah. Um, yeah so, Polly Malignaghi. Um, I think we're going to have an award to hand out to him. Um, yeah. Have you seen what he's been up to? I think most of the MMA community has seen what he's been up to. Well, let's uh let's in fact let's let's just let the jingle play and then we can take it from there. Yeah. Dick, they're a dick, they're a dick of the day. Dick of the day. Yeah, so Polly Malignaghi making a bit of a fruit of himself, for lack of a better word, um, at the press conferences. He hit Mike, uh, he hit our team Lobo with a microphone. He did, he booped then, him. And then he spat on him. Yeah, it's a class move. That's this, that's dick of the day territory. I don't know what it is about spitting, but like it is, it is regarded as the worst thing you could do. Like I would, like, yeah. I know people say like, and I've already, I think I've had, we've had this discussion before. I think, you know, like, oh, would you rather someone spat on you or hit you? I'd rather hit me. Yeah. Because, but then again, like the because reality. then anything like is like if someone punches you, like you're definitely hitting the back. Is or someone spits on you, like I would one hundred percent want to hit them, but like hitting the back is mm. then like a bit. Is yeah. it an overreaction? You know, no, I don't think so. But it's some people dirty. would. It's yeah, gross. It's disgusting. John McCarthy in his book, which I'm reading at the minute, which by the way, if you haven't read, is fucking awesome. He was saying it's like the one thing that he just can't tolerate. Spitting, yeah. It's like if you spit mm. on, like, and he used to be a cop, and it was like the one thing he sure said he where he'd be like, yeah, yeah, where he'd be like, no, I just can't have that. Um, it's just a scumbag move, and like, if you're Polly, is this just to get a Connor? It's never. That's not happening. No, it's not. Know, but is like, that is in, 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 in no reality? Could but that the ever question happen? is, is that what he is that who it's it's for? Mm. Well, I mean. 
kind of yes. Like this whole situation exists because of that. You know, without them sparring, literally, you know, in what world would Polly and Artem's paths have ever crossed? And especially to get this personal. By the way, Polly is the the underdog. Get yeah, on that's it. daft. Like he, he's he's a dirtbag. But get on it. He's multiple times, multiple division world champion boxer. Get yeah, I see lots of that. people favoring. They're like, oh, his hands won't hold up. His hands won't hold up. Oh. I see, apparently, they're now having to wear some form of like weird hybrid. That's glove. not because of Polly, do. Oh, I know, but it's, it's like it just seems so ridiculous. Bare knuckle boxing. No, no, with, it's gloves with the knuckles taken off. Yeah, but that's it's so, so pointless, pointless, isn't yeah. it? But uh, yeah, I mean, like logic says that Polly should should box the ears off him. Should do. Should do. Should do. But I think the people will be rooting for Artem. Oh, yeah, and, I, and rightly so. It's so. kind of hard. Like, who who would be rooting for Polly in this situation now? Like, I don't like Artem, and... I like him personally, mm. uh, but you see, you're you're saying that because you're being, like, contrarian about, the like, the memes and stuff, but, like, as in... No, as no, a, no, as like, a I, person, No, though, like, I've just... I, I've never really, like got behind it like i don't care like the memes are stupid and the joke the goat jokes like yeah we get it let's let's put that to bed but even still like i just don't think i'm just i'm not really on the the artem support train so to speak yeah well i mean it's it's hard to it's hard to to justify why artem is as popular as he is and um you know it's it is a bit of a joke that that his memes have have propelled him into a career, yeah. you know, beyond where he got. But um, I know he likes to fall back, and you know, it's because I'm a real fighter in my records because I fought a bunch of real fighters, and you know, you lose real fights. You know, like that's fair enough, but you've also lost a bunch. You know, it's in a boxing match against a boxer, you know, a former boxing world champion. Fair enough, he's been he's been out of the the ring for years at this point but like he shouldn't have lost it that much no but you but know, it's such a weird scenario because like in a real fight artem kills him oh like within seconds yeah and that's why spitting on him is a dick move but that's yeah you're because spitting it's on like, him like you're spitting on him but dude, if this it, was in the streets you'd be dead yeah oh yeah like within milliseconds yeah like you'd be faster on your back than he can even nasty yeah he'd be, oh he would literally get strangled um but uh I, th- I don't know who's written for Malik Nagy, but I, I, I think that... You'd have to be a pretty... Well, I was about to say, you'd have to be a pretty hardcore, like, bitter boxing fan. But let's be honest, if you're a hardcore, bitter boxing fan, you're not supporting bare-knuckle boxing. I don't see why everyone's shitting on bare-knuckle. Like, you, I mean, you you said something as well about it. Like, I know you weren't the biggest fan after the Jason Knight or Team Lobov fight. I loved it. Yeah. I don't see what the problem is. Everyone's getting oh, up I, in I don't, arms. I don't, and have, like, I don't have a... Pro- like... It's like we problem. watch a sport where you're allowed elbows oh, and yeah, people it's... are going to criticize it. No, no, I was just saying like it's never going to grow to any great popularity because like people's perceived barbaric nature in it. You know, like the UFC has done so much. I think that was my, my issue is like the UFC has tried to do so much to like legitimize professional MMA as like a- any other professional league sport. Whereas like bare knuckle boxing sort of I have no problem with not wearing gloves. You know, I've, I've said this to you before and rule sets and whatnot, but just the aesthetic of it sort of 
goes back to like a pre-regulated sort of feel nearly like i think it's sort of and mma maybe you know something you know mma could merely nearly get smeared with it by association because it's lots of like former ufc fighters you know crossing over you know there is they're not unique to each other they're yeah they're not like completely separated in people's minds but you know as for actual like bare knuckle boxing i've absolutely zero problem i will watch it you know yeah i just don't get it's public perception more yeah but that's the problem is that like you just we can't take public perception you know too seriously when it comes to things like this because well i think you can't with this because we're one bad thing in mma away from it being dragged through the mud but it's but it can't it can't go back to what it was speaking about the john the uh, john mccarthy book like you know i was reading you know a lot uh of the the bit where it was saying about uh i love that i was reading a lot of the bit no i read all of the bit um <laughs> yeah i was talking about uh, yeah. it was talking about getting mma kind of like to a respectable level right yeah. see now it's there someone's going to die weight cutting and someone's gonna die in the cage it's yeah. gonna happen oh, people it's, do it's, die it's a cage. numbers thing it's a numbers thing right we've been fortunate that it hasn't happened in the ufc yet it's happened in smaller organizations there's an argument that that's because of the precautions taken at the UFC, precautions that aren't uh, afforded to everybody in smaller organizations. But I don't think so. I think it's just a pure numbers thing. There's 10, I think on average, 10 to 12 boxers a year die in the cage or in the ring. And there's nowhere near that in MMA. Um, is it that many? Yeah. Um, but that's not in like, that's not just pro boxing. That's like boxing yeah, yeah, everywhere, yeah. if you know what I mean, of all levels and blah, blah, blah. But the point I'm making is that we are going to have that, and I just don't think that at this stage, like, what are you going to do? Com- what commissions are going to stop, you know, uh, I d- overseeing I d- yeah, MMA? I, d- I don't think it's as secure as you think. Not in New York, but I think no, but the rest like, of the world. Like, mm. because because the, the bottom line is now... Yeah, no, but you say the rest of the world. Like, it's really not, like... But it is, man. Like, like there's lots of Europe. Like it's not even well, France. It's not even legal. But, but that's what I mean. But it's but like, changing. But the thing is that you yeah. Have but to- if for for like global acceptance, like I, I can accept that it's always going to be a niche sport. Like it's not for everyone. But you'd at least like it legal around the world. You know, it it gets rid of that sort of underground feel. Yeah, but and you it, can't you can't get that now with um with with. with uh, like the internet you know you can't you can't have people being like oh no we'll not commission it because you would have an uproar and you'd have people presenting statistics from boxing dude it's just like legalizing the weed but it's not because like, you have no no it's yeah, but there, not there because, is but there's, no, no, it would be like it would be like and, and it would be like shit, weed and know. hash right and it'd be like weed being legal but hash not or hash being legal and weed not same thing oh, no no i'm not i'm not no, no, i'm not saying not, i'm not saying that bare knuckle boxing should shouldn't be but i'm saying is that mma through association isn't as secure as as i think you're no but that's what i'm saying is like i think think it's no no you can you can drag out you know no one's done no one's died in the ufc no one's done this that and the other but like no no i disagree that's what i'm saying is i don't i don't agree with that because i think that it's a numbers thing it's not to do with i said we've been lucky that no one in the ufc has died what i'm saying is that i think now like the hash and weed thing is what I'm trying to say is it's like they can't make MMA the way it was before and stop commissioning it because there I'm, is... I'm not saying that, but I'm saying in new markets. I'm saying it's similar to that in that like... How many new markets are left? It has a pretty good foothold in most places. Oh yeah, it does, but like it... But what I'm saying is for 
for for total global acceptance it kind of needs to be legalized everywhere like yeah well i i agree with that but i just think that like you know one my, of these weed, things my weed comparison was that like regardless of stats and you know people proving that people don't die that from whatever yeah that it's safe you know people are still resistant to it because of yes but but because it, of, like and it's usually due to like stupid myths or like old wives tales and i'm saying that like things you know they'll drag people who who are adamantly against it can and will drag anything in association with it to the light you know true i think saying, we're 10 20 years away from there being a rake of brain injuries and and, oh, the, yeah, and it being yeah, you know be bad well uh, i don't know like it well what's the usc 25 years old now yeah but you've got you're you've about only, to have you but you've only i don't had, think you're 20 years away from it but I think you've only had incoming. your first wave retire i know but that's you know what, what i mean yeah but they're gonna be pretty bad i don't know if they're gonna be as bad as, well they're probably gonna be the worst because of the way they trained you know that's i wonder i wonder does it actually get less Based on based on that, based on the fact that like you've guys like Silva coming out and being like, yeah, we th- we thought that you had to get punched in the head to learn how to take a punch. Yeah, I think though that like there still is a lot of that. Like it's that's it's, morons, it's, surely. Oh yeah, but mm, yeah, you but, see like, it in Thailand. Like, no, but like with I, the Muay Thai I, guys no, a lot. I think, I think in MMA gyms it'll still happen a, a good chunk. That's so stupid. Oh yeah, I'm not arguing that it's not that it's not stupid, but I'm saying like that hard sparring they just won't you know it's not advertised the same way like you know essentially you know like shoot a box fight fights behind closed doors but now it's just like sparring too hard you know it's those that's what's going to rack up rather than than actual fights i mean in the gym that we go to there's hard sparring once a week yeah, you know, make of that what you will. Yeah, I'm not going to pass so comment on that because I don't you're partake there, in the, the hard I mean. sparring every week. But if you're there and you're in, involved in hard sparring every week, it's 52 times a year. You, you know, know a fight. Yeah, multiple. You know, because it's not like you just go in and you spar around. You know, you're usually sparring multiple opponents and swapping out and this, that, and the other. You know, yeah, including fighting. And if you're doing any more, that's a lot. You know, that's a lot of getting hit. So, unless you're real good. Got that silky head movement. Yeah, got that Mayweather head movement going. Yeah, <laughs> I did fifty-two hard spars this year. Got hit three times. <laughs> <laughs> well, Polly Malignaggi is our dick of the day. Uh, on a more positive note, we also have to give our dude of the day out. So uh, you get your song now. Dude, I'm the dude. Dude, yeah, our dude of the day is Mister Fabian Edwards. Um. We met him uh, at uh, Bama down in Dublin. He yeah. was actually in our in the room that we were uh, down with. We were down filming with Daniel Lenchek. He went on fight at Bellator. Um, I lent his brother Leon my phone charger. It's your claim to fame. It's my claim to fame. Um, he is he's our dude of the day. Um, he signed a new contract with Bellator. Um, Getting that paper. Uh, I think is he nine oh and oh now. Something like that. Something um, defeated. Anyway, great great prospect. Um, just obviously beat Falco Neto. Um, who. Was our dick of the day last week? I think. Yeah, he was yeah. our dick of the day last week because he popped for roids. But the reason that uh, we're, I'm going to make him do to the day is not because of his new contract. It's because he's super active. He's got another fight announced uh, and it's for Bellator London. Um, it's three this year it's already. three this year already. Yeah. And I just got to respect that. He's, he's not backing down. He's just going, you know what? I'm going to hustle. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to take it for the division. And he's doing it the right way. I think he's the, the UK's biggest prospect definitely and and biggest in terms of size as well for we saw him the morning away cut 
Oh, he is a big, big boy. boy. He's um, a big boy. And we yeah. are also both large gentlemen, yeah. but he is. Yeah, I remember going in and the weigh-ins, like the, the early morning weigh-ins, and yeah. being like, who is that heavyweight on the scale? Who's that like, six foot plus? Yeah, it's it's he's middleweight, isn't he? Or is he bolder? He's a handsome gentleman. You have a bit of a sauce spot for him. It's a handsome man. Not Fabian Edwards. He is a handsome, handsome man. <laughs> yeah, could do with some better Instagram content, though. Uh, well, I mean, uh, do you know what? I, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Like, if I, because I, I'm <laughs> I his will, biggest fan. You'll bump into him at some point. Well, no, because I'm gonna. I'm like, I'm, I'm. I love him. I love him as a fighter, but like, it's. I do giggle at the Instagrams, like sitting and like, in, and like sitting stairwell. on stairwell in like front of a fire exit, and then some like comment about swag, and then I'll be him <laughs> and like I'm a merc. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he's the, like, I love the fact that he is just getting in there putting himself out there and taking fights that they're they're bringing him on at the right pace you know they're giving him slowly giving him names you know fought was it lee chadwick was his first fight belt or you know that's a that's an yeah. established veteran that's not a guy that you know you're going to go in and walk over and you know he, he came away with a win his last fight over falco netto another guy you know with a, a rake of fights yeah. and on steroids and he you know I think that was probably the most adversity we'd seen Fabian have in terms of like, you know, the Chadwick fight had its moments, but that was like F- Neto took him down, put him inside control, yeah, you know, and, and we saw him just work and work and work and work and work. And then he got the up kicks and it was game over, you know, and I almost think that in some ways getting those fights done now where you are getting put in those disadvantageous positions is better for him long term because I think yeah. that he's coming away. He's growing in a way. It's like a, like a, we use this analogy all the time. Um, you know, it's like the first few weeks of lifting weights when you see the biggest growth. Like this yeah. is the period of time where he's like sponging all this information up. And I think that long term, these fights that he's taken will be some of the best ones he'll have taken in his career in terms of yeah. development well, I'm and glad, growth. Yeah, I'm really glad the belts aren't, you know throwing him in the deep end yeah they're not right now we're like have some half out carvalho yeah, yeah give him carvalho you know it's yeah it's to be applauded will will we see fabian edwards in the ufc yes will he be a champion oh yeah uh i'm well i need to have a look and see who's what the crack at middleweight is do you know what I see him as a future top 10 UFC, no doubt. I potentially see him in the top five, and I would give him... But be controversial. Who'll have the better career? Leon or Fabian Edwards? I think Fabian. Yeah? Yeah, Leon, I think, is about to... I don't want to say peak, because I think he's got more to give. Um, but I think that Leon... Like, where's Leon ranked at the minute? Is he sixth or in and around there? 11th. 11th. Okay, so I, I welderweight is it is a stacked division. Yeah. Um, I see Leon as a ten to fiver, and you know, potentially having the the skills to beat, you know, one or two of the guys in the in the top five. I think that he could be one of those guys that we see get the belt shot a couple of times, but never quite get there. But I hope okay. to eat my words because really nice guy and always been a fan of him. So. You know, I, I hope I'm wrong, uh, but uh, I I, th- I think that I see him as a five, a top five guy. I see uh, Edwards as a similar, but the difference is that I think that there's Fabian better, yeah, but yeah. I think that there's better matchups 
at at middleweight down the line, I see you know because we're probably talking three to five years for Edwards to get to to that point, you know, to yeah. to the top ten, top five of the UFC. And I think that you I wonder know, if he ever goes to the UFC because it seems to have a a pretty sweet setup in Bellator. Bellator. Maybe, maybe. Well, I think I think he could be one of the first guys to go and win a belt in Bellator and then go. No, I'm going to get the UFC one, yeah. and that's what, and this is what I'm saying is that he strikes me as a really smart guy, and I think that that's probably more akin to what he thinks. Like uh, he probably yeah. thinks I'm just going to deal with Bellator first, and then we'll deal with the UFC because you know the UFC would have would have they they they've talked. I'd put money on. Them oh, absolutely, but especially because Leon's already yeah, there. That's what I mean. I was actually quite shocked when he signed with. Uh, so was I, but when I think he came out of that Bama different... fight, yeah, I was. I would have bet the house on him signing with the UFC. But yeah, well, he he marked uh, Conti, Conti was it yeah. Fabian or Fabio Conti, Claudio, Claudio, Claudio Conti. yeah, Claudio Conti, a middleweight from SPG Ireland, um, SPG Dublin, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, body kicked him, just yeah, put a toe on his belly button. <laughs> but um, big fan of him, and I'm really excited to see what's next for him. I think that he could, he could go all the way in Bellator. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Another two two years of development, you know, and you have. Him and Masasi going at it for the middleweight strap. If Masasi's still about in a couple of years, true, absolutely true. Um, but I think that the Bellator doing the right thing with him. But he's he's got to be our dude of the day. Has to be. Um, you know, and Fabian, if you're listening, I wish you all the best. Yeah. And if if you want to come on, feel free. But I'm not landing Leon is my charger again because yeah, they ended up in a different dressing room. Not <laughs> <laughs> to go walkies and try and find it. Had the um, crackheads there. What's her? You're gonna have to bust so heads. I thought I was gonna have to bust pain and justice left and right out. Like, but Kick a door in charger. No, no someone's getting mate, hurt. Yeah. Please, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shit, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was actually it was funny whenever we went down because we'd we'd said about like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be cool to meet this person? Wouldn't it be cool to meet that person? I think like the biggest person we'd sort of talked about was like Paddy Hollihan. And ironically, before we met him, we met Leon Edwards, John Kavanaugh. Conor McGregor, and then on the way out, happened to walk past Paddy. <laughs> so like, it was like, do you remember that guy? Yeah, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember when we got here and we said we wanted to meet yeah. him? Um, but uh, I just remember, like, we were in the room filming, and you were like looking at me, and I was looking at you, and it was like we we're looking over, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's that? Leon Edwards I behind think you. That's Leon Edwards, yeah. and at this stage, we didn't even know that Fabian was fighting or or who he was, if that made sense. Yeah. Uh, so it was just like we both like looking at each other, like, hang on a minute here, that guy looks an awful lot like <laughs> Leon Edwards. And yeah, that, that actually was. Um, but nice guy. So, uh, Theodore has been cut by the UFC. Good. No, it's not good. <laughs> it's good in terms of entertainment. I agree with you on that. He does have some questionably boring fights, but yeah. it's a weird precedent to set. Yeah. Why? You're ruthless, man. <laughs> like, you really yeah. are. Like, you're fucking ruthless. Because you can't just cut people who are overall winning records in the ufc just because they have one bad fight no he's had a couple of no no no. he's had one stinker and a couple that are questionable but whenever he comes away with wins it's hard to it's hard to say that you know he shouldn't be in the ufc i'm not saying he shouldn't be in the ufc i'm just not exactly what you're saying by going no no i'm just i'm not i don't care that he's cut i didn't find him entertaining to watch as a fighter didn't really connect as with a as a personality, yeah, he's got a winning record. I don't think he's going any higher than he ever, than he currently is. The only so, three guys yeah. he's ever lost to are Derek Bronson, Brad Tavares, and Thiago Santos. 
Yeah. So you tell me that like yeah, and I don't. I, but that's he had three wins in a row and then I'm lost Derek Brunson. I'm, and got I'm not saying that's that. bullshit. Um, the the win against Derek Anders wasn't a win. Probably not. But even still, but that no, that's not my point. Like yeah, he's got a good beat Trevor Smith. Yeah, I'm not arguing his his wins. Like he's got a good UFC record. I just don't think he was going any higher than he got to. You know, I think Derek Brunson is the highest level he could have fought and should ever have fought. And he lost it, you know. Me, yeah, I'm not. I know, but like, I'm confused yeah. how a he got three and he one. Got, he got, he got his his shot. He got his co-main slot in his, you know, home province, or you know, and ended up getting booed by the home by his own fans. Yeah, but a three and one. You know, well, but this is the thing: it is the UFC. It is ruthless. Like they don't owe anybody anything. You know what is what's Elias Theodoro done, which is so. You know, it's so ridiculous a notion that he's gone. Well, it's not that. It's the fact that he's gone three and one and then been cut. That's what's ridiculous. Yeah, but, like, people have been cut on wins before. Which is bullshit too. But it's, uh, Yes and no. But because of the way, the, you know, the sport is structured and that you're essentially, you're an in, independent contractor. You're just, not really. Like, I just they, think they have the right to, UFC, to cut you at any point. Like it's, it's more to terrified do. Of, of unionization. This is how you end up with fighters doing it. Yeah, well, when your jobs aren't fucking secure. Yeah, yeah. But I still guarantee, fuck all happens from it. From this, but they, they can't keep know, doing we, this yeah, because say, there's others. Yeah, like, we say, for instance, no, no, no. But this is the point. They don't do it to anybody. People give a shit about. I disagree with that. I think that people do give a shit about. Uh, Theodore, it's just I that don't. we don't. I don't. And I think, honest to God, if the guy didn't have a fantastic head of hair, we wouldn't be even really having this discussion. Possible. Possible. But still, he does have that fantastic head of hair. That he does. And, you know, there are still people who want to watch him fight. It may Is not there? be you. It may not be I. I don't think there's a lot, to be honest, who really... Not like, after that you're last really, one. really invested here. You would say, oh, I am a fan. But you have to give people a buy ball for, like, that was a stinking fight. Yes, I, fight I agree. before, that was stinking as well. Like, he's, he's had a bunch of them. Like, he wins them sometimes. But, but that's... But they're not, you know... But you it's the same thing. I saw someone on Twitter, and forgive me, I can't remember who said it, saying, like, the UFC have just John Fitched him. I was like, well, that's fair enough. <laughs> like, Yeah, well, I don't know. I think it sets a weird precedent. And well, I think you know it, what? If he's that popular, I can't wait to see the spike in, in numbers for Bellator or one or wherever he ends up because he's that big a deal. It's not that, though. Like, that's what I'm saying is my, my issue isn't that because... I, I just think that it's a precedent issue. It's not like I've never said that he should stay because he's so entertaining and he's going to cause oh, no, a spike in numbers. My, I, 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 I get that as that, well, but like... Yeah, but it's bullshit. As it, you know, like, I, I care about the fighters in this. I care about it too, but I'd like... Well, not, I, obviously not if you're happy enough. For, no, no, for but like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy enough with him being cut because I think we found his level. He's fought at that level. I don't think we just have to... But that's just an opinion we don't have to based consider. off one fight. Well, it's not. But it you, is. You know, you've, you've listed his three losses. That is... Over a say, period of years? Yeah, but I would say over that period of years, we've seen the level he wins against and we've seen the level he loses against. Hmm. And, you know, there's you know it's never been in a row. So we've seen him win and then lose and then win a few and then, you know, work his way back up to that level and lose and then work his way back up to that level and lose. I don't know. Um, I just don't think there's anything anything really more for the UFC to draw out of him. Yeah. Yes, you know, in a perfect world where the UFC is strictly the best fighters in the world, yeah, you know, 
there's probably a place for him, but it just doesn't work that way anymore, man. Uh, Theodore are not the only one to get cut. Uh, they cut Justin Willis as well. Big ticket. Big Teddy. Big Teddy Willis. Big Teddy Willis. Um, <laughs> how Appa- do you feel apparently, about that one? that's because he claimed he couldn't make weight in two months, which is ludicrous. How heavy is he? I don't think you want to know the answer to that. But like, he's not—he's not a huge heavyweight. I mean, obviously he is in weight, but I mean, like in stature, like it's not like he's six five and jacked. No, he's like six foot. Yeah, six foot and round. Yeah, he's eighteen. He, every fight he's been in, he's been eighteen stone plus. You know, he's been have like so right he's been two sixty five in and around. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's not a good look. No, especially not whenever like, like he's carrying so much that's body fat. Like, just sort of get your shit together. But Mark Hunt, another guy, you could have said the same thing for. Yeah, Mark Hunt never missed weight. We should read his book, and there's a. You may not have missed it, but there's a few oh, no, times where he maybe shouldn't have been fighting off the back of his weight cut. Do you oh, know yeah, what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. But like, yeah, he always he always got being there. stupid enough to be like, uh, I'll fight even though I can barely make it. Oh yeah, do you know it's different. I like part of me wonders like what the fuck it has to do with the UFC. What do you mean? Like, so well, part of me wonders like if, if I if I if he's never missed weight. But, but this is what I was saying before with Theodore. It's, it's because it's you're technically an independent contractor. They're under no obligation to give you shit. Yeah, but that's if they what come, I mean, but if, this is what's no, 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 bullshit, but if, No, 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 but like, so hypothetically, like if I went, I had a building job and I went to a builder and rang them and they went, no, I can't do that date. And I went, well, can you do this date? Can't do that date either. Can you make it for a third date? No, can't do that. You just try another builder. You yeah, know, but the, the, the like difference there though is that He's not saying, you know, he could still theoretically fight three times a year, which is more than what, like, like that's but that's such a bullshit reason. Whenever you know, like, look at Rose. Oh, it's okay, sweetie. You just fight once every fucking two years for all we care. But Justin Willis, yeah, now, yeah, but that's here's the thing. I, I know, agree that's, that's that he's the too heavy, and that like, yeah, it's just that's why because it's Justin Willis. Who, like, it sounds horrible, and I'm saying this a lot. And this is usually my opposite stance, but like, kind of. It's because no one gives a shit. Dude, this is a guy that beat Mark Hunt. Yeah, in a terrible fight. It was a terrible fight. No, but, but what he's... I'm saying is, like, no one, like, meh, no one really cares. There's no really uproar about it. Like, I... the world continues to spin, and heavyweight continues to roll on. Meh, I, I just don't like it. I think it sets a bad precedent. It's the same problem I have with the last one. The only cut that happened that I agree with is Wilson Hesch. He I think, got cut. I think I understand if it's, like, Dude, we need you to fight in two, three weeks. But going, we want to book you in a couple of months, and you're going, nah. I agree, but here's the problem. Right? If it's not like I'm injured, you know, I can't. Do is it. he? Is he just too big? Like maybe he's just one of these guys that just carries body fat. Like no, if he, he's carrying like yeah, he's carrying a lot. No, I he's agree. carrying way too much. Like he's just you're an elite level athlete. You know, it's funny how this only happens at heavyweight. You know, well, yeah, but that's but like 
that guy should just get it together. Like, I know it's easier said than done, and you know it's you know rich of me, someone who is not a top level athlete of any sort, saying like you need to get it together. But like, if that's your job and you're getting paid to do it, you need to have a I bit agree, more, but you bit know, more discipline to keep it. Yeah, but they didn't say they weren't complaining before. What do you, so, so what I'm saying is. Yeah, but if, that doesn't. If give this you, is the yeah, fifth that time that, that they've had this conversation no, no, with that, them, well, you don't know what's been going on behind the scenes. No, you don't. But you put the but that logic is, applies but that, both ways. No, but that doesn't. It doesn't grant you any. But that's what sense. The nature of the beast. It's the nature of being an independent. If they contractor. signed him knowing what weight he was. Well, yes and they, no. They were but happy like, enough to put yeah, him in that, the main event. Uh, they had that, enough faith in him. But that doesn't him. give you. A, that doesn't give people buy balls. They're you, independent contractors. Yeah, they do what the fuck they want in between fights. You don't have to agree to I, anything. Yeah, but I'm not saying that. Yeah, but at the same time, the UFC can get rid of you on a whim. Bullshit. That, that is bullshit. I, that's the bit I disagree with. I think that that's bullshit. I think that if they have signed you to a contract, you must see your contract out and they must continue to match you with, with people until... Yeah, but, lo- but the, yeah, but there'll be clauses in there and that's why they've been able to break this because they'll have put something in saying like, you know, within reasonable expectations, if you know, we, we can offer you... Oh, those X contracts one. will be completely rigged to the UFC yeah, spec. Well, that's, I mean, completely. But that's bullshit. That's the bit that's bullshit, though. I'm, I, yeah, but that's all I mean, forced that's, to take that's Westernized, modern world. You know, it's always it's, no, no. To but the, it, it's different though because side. they are still independent. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, look, I'm not. I'm not arguing the point with you. Like you know, I agree. Like the contract system in the UFC is ridiculous. But I'm just saying, like that's. It's just how it is. Like I think doing it for someone who continuously miss weight is different. But you know, if the guy needs two months to make weight, if he's telling you that, I don't see what the problem is. No, no, no. I think the point was that they said they said he couldn't do it in two months or that who was he? But he was supposed to be fighting was it Justin or Justin Wilson. Uh, this is the other was it Walt, Walt Harris? Harris. Yeah, Walt Harris was saying. I was gonna say it's the other big boy. Like yeah, um, yeah. Well, I mean, so we're basing this off something from you know his hearsay, opponents and yeah. hearsay so we don't actually know i would not be shocked if we see this reversed and just see him back there like nothing ever happened yeah i would i will say now that justin willis's next fight will be in the ufc oh yeah 100 percent. i i think this is just flexing from from both parties oh yeah something yeah um at wilson hesh it was cut as well one that i he's one of my favorite fighters you know to to watch and has been for a long time notoriously cuts a lot of weight, apparently. Apparently, that he, he does. A very large gentleman, thirty-four-year-old flyweight. Uh, not surprising to see him getting rid of flyweight. Um, you know, so, but I, yeah, because there's like there was that whole thing. It's like, oh, they're cutting the whole division, but that seemed to stop. But now they're just sort of like offing them one by one. Like, yeah, I think like the UFC rankings are down to like. Every other division, you know, is a top fifteen. I think flyweight has a top twelve because there only is twelve of them. Yeah, it's yeah, it's something along those lines. There's yeah, there's twelve exactly. But Wilson Hesh, obviously coming off a, a TKO loss to uh, Alexandre Pantoja, who is a killer uh, and a win to Ben Wen, but three losses on the bounce before that, you know. But again, in fairness, was that not to like Mighty Mouse, John Moraga, Mighty Mouse, and Cejudo. So it's it is a but, but you know, but my same thing I said about uh, Elias. We know his level. We know he's very good. We know he's not world champion quality. He's also 34. He ain't going to get any better. I think their problem is he's flyweight. Oh, yeah. And, of course, that they're not really interested in doing flyweight anymore. I hope he goes. I could see Wilson Hayes go and sign for one, go and sign for Ryzen, uh, even Bellator. Like, I think 
there will be options for, for on, Wilson and Hesh Hesh out could there. be a champ in another organization mm. absolutely I would like to see uh, Wilson Hesh uh, versus Horaguchi oh yeah spicy I like it yeah no no definitely 100% um, Mr. Woodley has been in the news this week and it ain't good news uh, chronic arthritis in his hand and wrist uh, saying that there's there is a surgery to fix mm. it but doing the surgery would limit his mobility, and that's not an option. So the option yeah. is in between some sort of injection, zone shots, yeah, and uh, and I've rehab. That he would not need all to, states. Not all states. He would need to have a shot something like two weeks before, six weeks, I think, before. Yeah, but that would flag him. Yeah, and not state. all states allow cortisone. Yeah. It's not a good position for Woodley. No. Um, Do you retire? Well, can you retire after that? Isman no, loss? I don't think you can. He sounds like he just wants to wait out and you know get healthy and then rebook Lawler. And in fairness, Robbie Lawler has said you know he's no interest in anything other than yeah title Woodley. Woodley or Askren rematches. So I reckon you'll just see Woodley Lawler rebooked later in the summer. Now, once you've got chronic arthritis and you're I don't know what age Woodley is thirties late thirties time yeah you know like. You, He's not going to have another 10 years or five even. Um, yeah, it's not good. Um, arthritis is a bitch. Like, I've got it in my ankle and it sucks. Like, you just... And especially, like, in your hand as well. Like, for someone who is primarily a grappler, you know, you're going to lose that grip strength or you're, yeah. you're going to have to work so much extra on maintaining... Um, I don't know. It's a shame because you know Woodley. You know, does this explain perhaps what happened in the Usman fight? I'm sure it's probably played its part in it, but he got battered. He did. Um, that was bad. Like, I I was really surprised by that. Yeah, I was one of the I, I, shocked. I think I think it's one of some of the most shocked. Yeah, I, I was. I was picking Woodley going into that. Oh, I just I thought was, he would I have him near, everywhere. Near cert. Yeah. Um, will Woodley ever be UFC champion again? No. Will he fight for the title again? Mm. I also think no. I don't think UFC want them to. But that's the thing. I, just, and I think and, that's such a big part of it. And I think, especially with this now. Like you just said, he's you know borrowed time. I just don't think. I think for him, although whether this is fair or not, I think he would literally need to win two to three over like the super elite to get back in there because of how bad the loss was. It's not only how bad the loss was; it's just the fact that the UFC, like Woodley, oh yeah, he's, one he's of the always best to been do it. Button heads. The UFC with him. is not. He's not only been button heads with the UFC, but. You know, he did have as big a fan as as supportive as I am of Woodley. He did have some stinkers. the The Wonder Boy fights weren't exactly yeah, great. The, the Wonder Boy fights were fine. It was the Maya fight. Was the, the Maya bad fight one. was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was proper terrible. Bad. One of the Wonder Boy fights was worse than the other. The second one was worse than the first, I think, or the first was worse than the second. Can't one remember. of them was pretty dull, apart from like one fleeting moment of excitement. Um. But, you know, that's that's what made him great, though, was he found a way to game plan and win. And I've always respected that and stood up for that. He's one of the, you know, he's obviously not the greatest welterweight ever because right, that's, that's, GSP. that's GSP. But, like, he's, you could make an argument that he's top three or yeah. in and around there anyway. Yeah. Um, so Connor has come out and said that he should have postponed his fight with Habib due to a foot injury. 
Now, I'm, I don't know if this is Connor just trying to... I think this is bullshit. Like, of course it is. I mean, like, and the argument has been torn to shreds all over Reddit and all over Twitter, you know, with video footage of him, you know, bouncing around, stamping his feet in the cage, you know, during the announcements. And then, you know, him at the open workouts doing, you know, pirouetting, spinning kicks. And, you know, I just, this is bullshit. And it's one of those weird ones that, like, you know, all his fans love that, you know, he gives, he give Aldo so much, you know, oh, we bruised rib. And then he give Dasanya so much shit for a wee bruised foot. And now, like, I don't Oh, you know, he's the one coming out. Oh, I should have postponed it. It's like, mm. see, yeah, uh, Khabib's dad's wrestling with him. I haven't seen yeah, this. Yeah, so Khabib's dad's just like moving him around. You just like <laughs> levels to that game as well, apparently. Yeah, I think Khabib's just he's being nice though. You think? I do. I think there's it's that like you the respect. You wouldn't dare. I don't know. I don't know if you it is dare or if it's stage the dad. What, sir? You wouldn't dare upstage the dad. Oh, no, I, I understand that, but I do wonder if, like, part of it is just, like, that old man strength, years of, of doing I can't, it, and experience. I can appreciate that he's, you know, obviously excellent at it, but, like... His dad would destroy you. Oh, oh, and God. me. And oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that at all, but, like, it's Habib. He's yeah, the world Habib, He's I've, the world champion. Like, no offense to his whatever age Oh, in dad. a fight, I think he batters oh, no, his but, dad, like, but in even, wrestling... No, no, in wrestling, like... He's, it's Habib. He's not letting sixty-year-old Habib Senior, whatever the fuck good? his name is. That's no, the thing. Because if he was that good, like he would have been no, something. No, she can't compete at that age. Like no, no. But you could have competed at any. You know, like I think he did. Well, if he did, he. Was, I think his dad did compete. I think that's playing nice with Senior. Well, I think this is Habib. Mm, we'll see. Anyway, um, morning report apparently from the MMA fighting website suggesting that Mayweather CEO Is there even left at MMA fighting. Oh yes, but yeah, like so, I saw Chuck Mendenhall's away now as well. Yeah, I think it's them all pretty much. I think just Luke Thomas over there by himself. Probably just how he likes it. <laughs> yeah, well, true. <laughs> because after all, he's the greatest in his own mind. And yeah, like I really like. I I'm only, I'm only just. I like him. I, I really like, like him, uh, but I find I do find him a little pre- uh, preachy sometimes. Yeah. Like, I, 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 agree. I find myself, it's a frustrating place to be in as a listener of his shows because whilst I agree with him, I often find myself frustrated by him, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I like, 100% understand that. I, I totally, like, his rationale and reasoning is usually bang on. I find myself agreeing, but as a listener, I feel some, somewhat, like, patronized sometimes. Yeah. Where it's like, you're not, you're not, like, you're not, like, you're making me, like, I feel like he's making me feel stupid. Instead of yeah. me being too stupid to understand <laughs> and then needing to be spoken to like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, if, so I, I agree with, with his insight. And, and he, do you know what? I I very much respect the fact he's one of the few people willing to do analysis. Yeah. You know, because that's a tough gig. And it's something that we don't do a great deal of um, because we, we don't know enough. No. Essentially. To, well, to, to proclaim to be analysts. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I mean, we're pretty safe in that. We are just two fans. Um, yeah. And that is our background. No one's claiming well, to be... and a, now... Oh, what, novice fighters? Well, that's more oh, than yeah, what yeah, most but, people oh, have. Oh, yeah, but, like, I'm not going to claim any expertise. You know, it's this is by fans for fans. Yeah. So... True. 
Um, but no, like love to have Luke Thomas on some time to pick his brains and um, and have a chat with him about um, the inner workings of the MMA world. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I do find sometimes that that uh, I feel a little bit like I've been spoken down to. Like it's almost like my dad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like like my dad talking to me when I was a kid. Yeah. Do you, you know, know why you, you shouldn't you do that? Do you know why you shouldn't do that? Yeah. Because I said so. <laughs> you know, but I do agree with a lot of his insight. Um, I actually find him quite interesting. On a, he did was it food truck diaries or like he did a thing with Brendan oh, Shaw yeah. recently, and they went to like some like swanky coffee someone. place, yeah. and you know, like he's 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 an interesting dude as well. Um, but yeah, no, definitely parts of the show I find difficult. But um, yeah, so. Uh, Conor McGregor wants to rematch uh, Mayweather, and the Yay. CEO of Mayweather has come out and said, uh, "You're always welcome to that ass whooping." So it's just free money, but yeah, and free money for the bookies too, because oh, idiots I, will I, still I, bet on McGregor. He nearly had him the first four yeah, rounds last yeah, time. He beat him up for the first four rounds or five rounds, whatever he claims. I think that McGregor, like I'm, I'm really like McGregor's done this twice now to me, where. He has both simultaneously like impressed and showed me what I already knew twice. Yeah. So once was with the Mayweather fight where I knew he wouldn't win, but he looked okay for two rounds, looked average for four, and then got whooped very rapidly. Yeah. So he did himself as an MMA crossover. That that to me is more I was expecting, and I'm sure he could have if he wanted to. I was expecting it to be over in two rounds. Mm. So he both simultaneously surprised and unsurprised me with how the outcome went. And they did the same thing with Habib, where I expected him to get dominated, which ultimately he did, but I did expected him to take way more damage on the ground, which he so- like he somehow managed to like negate some of the wrestling while still being dominated. <laughs> so it's like twice now that he's done this to me, and I have a feeling that he would probably do the same thing again, where he might make it five rounds this time, but uh, I think Mayweather, there's, there's no way. You know, there's just no way. No. I just, no interest in that either. I've Is it, it as simple as Connor being prepared to take a beating for money now? In this instance? I hope not. I would hope that he has enough money. No, no, I don't mean that though. I mean, do you know, do you genuinely think that he believes that it would be different? Does that make sense? Deep down, probably not. I don't know. It's like we were saying right at the start. About like having a bit of... Having a bit of delusion. I don't know. I just don't know how. I think it'd be a hard pill to swallow, being like, "Well, I'm not taking this fight because I know I can't beat you." No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Is it, would he just take it? Would he just be prepared to take it to get the money and know he's going to get battered anyway? Like, yeah, as much as I hate saying this, because this is he has as little chance as, as you know, as having any chance goes in fighting. But there is still always a chance in fighting. You know, that's. Yeah, the not great, in that instance. But that's what I mean. Like it's the, it's the close to it's close to assert, but like there's no such thing as assert. So true. I don't know. But I nah. would say that the odds this time would probably be worth putting a bet on McGregor by KO just on the slim yeah. chance because you'd probably get something stupid this time. Last time the odds weren't actually great. I don't think. I think. Nah, I just don't think it's gonna happen. Oh no, I don't think the fight's gonna happen either. Unless Floyd's, Floyd's too smart. Money. He's just got too much to spend. Apparently not. I think His outgoings apparently are... Oh, I'm sure they're ridiculous, but I think Floyd's just fine. Yeah, well... I think Floyd can make stupid money having a fake kickboxing fight in Japan rather than risk anything. 
True. Um, so Jessica Andrade came out and said that Joanna Janjacek must win a fight or two to get a shot at the belt. I think that's fair. Yeah, would you want a shot at that belt anymore? Yeah, with them. We've seen what Jessica's been doing with it. Oh, well, we'll get to that later <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that's fair. I think- Especially because... Uh, you know, well, to be fair, one of the losses that Joanna had was in a different weight class. You can't really count it. That's that's true, but but you know, if you're had, if you're Andrade, you're riding that out. You don't want any of that smoke. I know, but like, she, I'm sure Andrade would like that to have that fight again. You know, to I don't think so to rectify a loss. Think I think I think Joanna's well, she's still a threat. You know, oh, no, I think I think Jan Jacek is the one to. I think that Jan Jacek has the takedown defense. Mm. To like, I yeah. think that fight ends the same way it did the last time. Joanna just picking her apart. Yep. Could Rose do. was fucking picking Andrade apart, and the only thing that happened was, you know, a slam. And granted, it, you can't take anything away. It got her the win, but you don't have mm. that slam. How'd the rest of that fight play out? Well, yeah, I but think. Like, no, no, had, I'm not. I know, I know, I know if, if it, you know, if you, your aunt had balls, you be your uncle. I get that. But what I'm trying to say is that fight was still on course yeah. for being a one, you know, her, the, the equivalent yeah. happened. Oh, no, like I fully expect to see. Andrade Joanna too at some point, but I I agree with with Andrade and that like she's probably only one you know she, it, she should have a number one contender fight. She shouldn't be next in line. I think there are people coming up in that division who who should be sort of ahead of her. Um, <sighs> I mean, you've Nina Ansarov and Tatiana Suarez ahead. Tatiana Suarez is going to be. She's going to be the belt holder. Oh yeah, like I would, and I would long pick term. her to could be the goat, and I'd pick her. You know, in a year's time or whatever. Suarez could be the goat. Down she the line. she has the potential. Um, you know, you don't want to put too much hype on her just yet, but there's certainly evidence to suggest she's going in that direction. I just think that you know she's 28. She's got seven plus years left at this. True. To be at the top and. I think her skill set lends itself to every single person in that division. I don't think there's anybody in that division she doesn't have her way with right now. Yeah, well, I someone am like all someone, the hype train. someone like Joanna is is stylistically probably her toughest her toughest matchup. Yeah, yeah, probably someone with great takedown defense with outrageously good precision striking. I just don't think if you're Yuana, you take that fight. No. Also, saw someone know. saying and asking her, which I find hilarious, can you make, essentially, can you make 115 with your new ditties? <laughs> someone asked her on her Instagram. She just said yes. Fair enough. Just so, apparently she can, but... I think winner of Nina Asaroff and Tatiana Suarez gets title shot, and they do... Rose, no, they do Michelle Watterson, Joanna, Joanna. <sighs> That's a spicy fight. Yeah. I think I might favor Watterson on that. I think it's a pick him. I think it's a tough fight. Actually, I'd probably f- lean Joanna, but that's close. Mm, I'd, but I'd give Joanna a slight edge in a striking, but I just think that Watterson would, would put her against the cage. I don't know. Not a lot of people, you know, like Joanna, yes, you know, Shevchenko battered her. Gadelia's still floating around there too. Yeah, there's there's a few. It's that division is getting pretty thick. <laughs> With two C's. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Um, so uh, James Gallagher believes that fighting him in Dublin is bigger than the 135 pound title shot. He is incorrect. He is incorrect. Um, saw who? someone on <laughs> who Reddit. Who is he talking about? Well, saw someone on Reddit. So he's say, talking to everybody. They'd yeah. rather fight him in Dublin in that division than fight for the belt. So I saw someone on Reddit saying that, uh, you know, this is just a, <laughs> an irrelevant guy who's only slightly relevant because he is a wannabe Conor McGregor that got knocked out. <laughs> and it's harsh, but like, is there. <clears throat> let me ask you this. Excuse me. Is there still hype there? We know he's a great prospect. Yes. That's not the question. Whether or not he's a great prospect yes, is not the question. Yes, here in America, not so much. Do you really think there's still hype here? Well, I suppose we can say as someone from from the island of Ireland, um, I just don't think he's well. I, like, in, in the small MMA bubble, he's known to Jew blogs on the street. You know, if you ask no. people, do you know Conor McGregor? Yeah. Do you know John Kavanaugh? You know, you'd get, you get a fifty-fifty. Yeah, you get a fifty-fifty. Maybe, maybe a bit less. Do you know Gallagher? No, no. Yeah. So, I I don't think so. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, I just it's a tough one. I think that you know, great great prospect still could go on to do great things, um, but I don't think that he's hyped. As such, if that makes sense, I think he's respected by people that look for prospects at this stage, but yeah. not out, not casuals anymore. No, well, the loss like that was at uh, Bandeas. Yeah, the Ricky Bandeas. Um, yeah, that damaged his stock yeah. a lot, oh, yeah, but well, not because loss of like the that. loss. I don't know. I think a loss like that yes, damages anyone. But stock. it was because of the way he got on at the press conference building the hype and mm. then that combined with it if that makes sense I like think the, makes, pro- the problem with the him. reason we remember it isn't just the chaos oh yeah you know it's, That's what it it's the sweet it's the story justice yeah. essentially um, but I mean the, the dude he just fought in Dublin I mean that fight was I think you'd have beaten him up yeah that fight was a bit of a joke um, so well, that was the headline too I know I think he's got a I think he's got a good bit to go before the starts getting you know like real hype about him again um he just he is very skilled he is very young he's not fighting you know like he moved up and fought you know the next level and he failed badly and he's you know back down to fighting no name should be well i mean for now like he, this he, should, he should he should he should beat that guy or he beat the guy in dublin i can't even remember his name but he no. beat him you know mr super, binman yeah super comfortably um, and then he's got sort of a an easy out in his next fight, I believe. Yeah. Although, don't quote me on that, in London. So, they'll build him back up. Yeah, no, they will. He'll be on they a will. four or five win streak, and then you'll you'll test him against that next level again, and we'll see what he's about. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Stephen Thompson opened the fighting Darren Till in a rematch next. Uh, he said that he got caught just like I got caught. Uh Agree with this all round. Yep, makes absolute sense. Apart from that, that fight was pure turd. It was, but I don't think that fight is the same this time around. I think we missed out on getting tickets to that event, and in hindsight, I'm kind of like, oh my goodness, I didn't shell out for ridiculous tickets. The atmosphere might have made it. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, but 
it was not a it wasn't a great card as far no. as I remember as well. Like no, we ended up going to the UFC London card, which, was which a great card. I think worked out better for us anyway. So, um, but as for rankings and all makes sense, all makes sense. Although I still maintain that I'd like to see Till shimmy his way up the the middle of it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, one championship have come out with new requirements for their management. Um, don't want to talk about this too much. Uh, Brendan Schaub, actually, of all people, had a good video on this. Um, they require university degree, ten years experience in martial arts, or you know, martial arts organization and things like that. Um, they also require criminal checks. I think um, it does pose a question because hypothetically, if you or I decided we were fight promoters or fighter managers, we, we are get in. that exactly that. Um, have to relocate to Asia, don't you? I think I think you have to do it for a year. Yeah, they have some residency requirements. So, but you know, they, you know, I don't really is, understand that. Like, you're supposed to be a a global international promotion. I don't get why you're like, yeah, especially but especially if you're fighting or if your fighters aren't from there. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, why does your manager have to be from there? Like, or live in Asia? Like, it makes no sense. But <laughs> maybe they just really don't want foreigners taking them jobs. <laughs> Maybe they're like super just right like an wing episode of South Park. Yeah, <laughs> um, Tucker jabs. So yeah, I don't know. I I kind of like this because I it like would stop it. people like Ali Abdelaziz, who I don't want to get into politics in this show, but like that guy's a fucking asshole. Oh yeah, and a scumbag, like yeah. a complete scumbag. And the fighters that are are linked with him should be fucking ashamed of themselves. Yeah, like but- uh, you know what? If you're any, if you're listening to this and you know them, like. You know, you like it's disgusting. Like the fact that people are prepared to put money into his pocket. You know, he's a fucking terrorist, man. Yeah, but it's people sugarcoating it. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But it's the whole management, fighter managers, and agents and promoters. I've always sort of been unsavory characters since the dawn of time. Unsavory, and then oh yeah, but like. He's. I think he's just an idiot. So like, lots of it is has become public. Um, is it Katarov he's linked with the guys like the Chechen, massacres gay people and shit? Yeah, the Chechen dictator. Um, he's now saying that he's not linked to him for yeah, something along those lines. And you he go absolutely like, is. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So no, I can understand like the, 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 with one that's that's at least a benefit is that like if you've got a notorious history with johnny law you're you're probably not working with them but we'll see how strict that is if uh they have um you know talent they want to acquire in their roster you know how stringently they stick to this well i saw that um although one is all you know the whole big thing is like it's it's the anti-ufc you know it's the new trash talk it's all respect it's martial arts so you know I can dig it. I think some of the requirements are a bit daft. And also, like, I get the criminal check, but, like, so what? If you had a criminal past, you can't be, re- you can't reform and, and work with one at any point. That's you just black marked forever, is it? Well, Shaw was saying that apparently to do, um, like, uh, I think NBA or NFL, you have to be. Um, you have to have a law degree. Okay. So, like, if you want to be a manager there, you have to be, have like a law a law degree. That so, makes sense because you're dealing with you know 
complex high stakes contracts yeah it, it does make sense um i think if you had more guys who are actually educated in you know legalities of contracts etc um lots of ufc fighters wouldn't be in the you know the position they're in because you'd have them negotiating legally binding documents for your career rather than having twats like ali abdelaziz doing your contract negotiations yeah so actually speaking of we were talking about look uh sorry uh his name is just flipping blanked on me now uh look thomas. thomas um you know he actually had ali abdelaziz on his podcast um mm-hmm. and you know there's a lot of people on reddit like uh Hebmeister, for instance said usually i'm first to rag on look but good on him for not simply asking tough questions but also following or for not um, for not simply asking tough questions but also following up and clarifying the obfuscations and excuses that ali was providing Ali pretending that he doesn't know why Katarov is controversial, followed by Luke bluntly blurting out in his not-so-eloquent style. He's been accused of a gay purge, is where I have to stop, because eventually Ali's BS gets too much to handle. Um, you know, that's the problem with this, is that when you have unsavory characters, that's one thing. But, you know, when you have someone like Ali Abdelaziz, um, just, just to name one, you know, um, Lloyd Irvin is another guy who springs to mind, but more so known for coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guys like this, you know, th- there is a, a question of whether or not they should be allowed to be involved with organizations like the UFC. But then there's also the, the side of it, which, you know, uh, I sort of half lobbied for earlier, which is the independent contractor thing, which is kind of no one's fucking business, too. Well, you know, so what, I'm yeah. to- I am torn on it. That's but- what I was sort of saying. It's like, you know, he's just, it's un- you know, unfortunately for him, you know, it's out in the, pl- the you know, the cold light of day, but I guarantee you, there's other managers, agents, coaches, promoters who have done equally shady shit. Um, and it's just kept in the dark. You know, it's public perception. Like, he is very much the villain at the minute, Ab- Ali Abdelaziz. But, meh. Yeah. You know, kudos to Luke for, for backing him, or backing him into a corner at least, and having to, to confront it. So... Well, um, I guess at this stage it would probably be time for us to go into our saints and sinners. Please be seated. We are gathered here today to reflect upon the week just past, to reward those who have walked in the light, and to expose those who have crept in shadow. For those of you new here, welcome to Saints and Sinners. The MMA gods have bestowed the power upon us of judgment. To award sainthood or condemn those guilty to hell. Without further ado, let's begin with Saints and Sinners. Okay, uh, welcome to this week's Saints and Sinners. Uh, my saint of the week, well, it's technically two people. Ah, no, it can't be. It can't be two people. It's going to be one. Uh, it's Juan Adams for the Juan Adams versus Greg Hardy fight. He called for it. Doing he God's work, it. son. Yeah, he wanted to do the Lord's work. Did you see the picture he sent to Greg Hardy? Yeah, of the Snapchat filter? Yeah, so the yeah. Snapchat filter where he turned him into a girl and was like, hopefully this will give you some fuel or something <laughs> along those lines. I think Juan Adams is going to kill him. I hope so. But, but Juan Adams is also kind of tired yeah that Bular fight was but was shockingly bad but at least the right style greg hardy doesn't have an offensive wrestling game that we know of 
Oh, unless he's been keeping it very keeping it very best secret in MMA. But uh Love Juan Adams. Um hasn't impressed could write me. himself into MMA folklore here. Hasn't impressed me as much as I would have hoped. Um he was quite highly tidy coming in, but he's got time. And yeah. you know, I I'm confident in his ability for this fight. Um I think that he's smart enough to know take that bitch down. Merk him. Yeah. We'll see where this where this goes. Um Greg Hardy hasn't really fought anybody who can physically match him yet. Um, oh, he's about Adams to. Is that gentleman. Obviously, Greg Hardy, I would say, is you know, obviously more athletic and explosive. But Juan Adams is just a Sasquatch. He is just gigantic. Yeah. So I think we're all rooting for a Juan Adams win. What about yourself? Who you got? I am going to Saint the UFC. My goodness, in, that is a rarity. It is a rarity because we're usually the first to rag on them. But in particular, the media department. Um, I don't know if anyone else out there has been watching, but the UFC's been pumping out their uh, like the 25th anniversary short films. Yep. They've made those available on YouTube. You should absolutely go and watch them if you haven't. They yep. are pretty excellent. The Chocolatelle one. The watch one that about one. the belt. Um. The Lion's Den one, yeah, I think, is great. my favorite so far. What was it called? The first MMA team or something? Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, the one, about, the one about the belt was, was pretty cool. It was pretty interesting. Um, I was laughing my head off at the bit where you guys were like, sending that like sarky message. Yeah, like, stop, stop calling me. Stop calling me about making you the belt. It's basically as Art Davies was hassling this one-man operation. Guy, that, like, yeah, I need the belt by tomorrow. And he's yeah. like, listen, man, like... <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I like the like the original belt. The one with the guy on it? Yeah. What was he called? They call him the white guy. <laughs> Which is hilarious, isn't it? That is not a good yeah. name. At I all. want the, ba- the belt with the white guy on it. Do you reckon they were like, well, we just never expected. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we never expected anyone from any yeah. different ethnicity to join the sport. Exactly. Um, I, hate, I still hate the new belt, you know. Yeah, it hasn't clicked with it's, me at all yet. I thought, looking at it, it's like I don't feel like I'm looking at a UFC champion. No, I feel like, like I'm looking it at still like looks a like a fake, Power Ranger buckle. It, whenever I saw um, Gastelum carrying it around, you yeah. know, trying to build a fight, it was like that looks, looks like, like a toy. A toy. Yeah. Like it doesn't look like a real belt. You know, they should have just if, they, they could have just you know subtly tweaked the existing design because it has the the gravitas now. You mm-hmm. know, it's got the the prestige this the new one looks a bit a bit guff to be honest but uh yeah i'm seeing the ufc because good work needs recognized yep um they should be pumping more of these out and they should be making them free and readily available yeah that's a good way to promote the sport um i'd love to see them do more embedded type stuff as well love to see them do more um you know the i wish they would bring back uh prime time three part countdown show for the big fights like absolutely um and you know what like they, they're also putting a lot of the old ufc stuff up as well at the minute like a lot of like the early ufc one is up on the youtube complete event. so um but i think it's everyone's responsibility as if you haven't seen as it. a fan you have to see the first one yeah if you haven't watched it go watch it you'll see some teeth flying um i'm gonna sin cowboy oliviera he <laughs> this is ridiculous he is a madman he's an absolute fucking maniac so he has gone on the run after hitting his wife, and he's Which taken wife? his son. Does he not have like five? He's taken his son, his baby son, with him on his motorbike. Of course, and they're just on the run now. As of yet, on please feel free to tweet at us if if this has changed. There's been no resolve to this. 
but he's on the run from the cops. So I, I'm sorry, but you got to go to hell for a while, man. Like, that's not cool. You can't be kidnapping <laughs> kids, even if they're your own. Even if they're your own, yeah. There's, there's rules about this, man. Yeah, normally, you know. And do you know what? Like and Domestic violence in our book is always it's, a big no-no. No, it's a massive You're, you're pretty much guaranteed to end up on the sinner list. I have a theory that in our version of hell, for saints and sinners, there is an army of Francis and Ganos. Ooh. And their job is to just beat woman beaters. That's the woman beating department. The woman beating, the woman beater beating department. Yeah, the WBB. <laughs> the WBB. The WBBD. Yeah, the woman beaters beating department. The yeah. WBBD. You just. Oh no, she'll be the FN WBBD. The Francis and Gatney's woman <laughs> beating beating department. You just get brought in. You get interviewed and be like, so we know you did it. Would you mind stepping into the back room? It's just like room with the lights off you, if you go, go down in, there you turn the light on and there's like 30 francis and galleys and they just take turns yeah pillaging you <laughs> for every single piece Forever. of flesh that you have oh jeez. the fn wbbd they're gonna that will make a return to the podcast <laughs> the fn wbbd the francis and galleys woman beating department woman beating beating Beard department <laughs> or woman beaters beating department yeah uh that yeah. second B is actually very important. It is very, very important. It's <laughs> crucial. Yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, I think that we, we should start structuring our punishments a bit more. And uh, people like that should definitely get sentenced uh, in the, uh, the uh, to the FNWBBD. There we go. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so have you got any sinners for this week? I do. Um, it's Big Brown. Oh, no. What's he done? I well, normally, I don't really hate Big Brown. Well, I like the guy. Big Brown. Apt because he's tall and he's shit. Um, <laughs> he uh he squealed essentially on uh MMA one of my streams. favorite websites mma streams the it has been taken down because he drew attention to it apparently it, it had been being watched i'm sure i'm sure it was anyway. he's, like he's an easy target yeah and and he has whether we like it or not he has a lot of the casuals in his pocket and he has a he massive... does but at the same point because of that he shouldn't be sprouting off about where he's getting his illegally streamed mma you just True. Keep, keep that in the hush, Brendan. True. Well, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Just like that's like wanna... the equivalent of being like, see those drugs you got? Yeah. You might not want to give your drug dealer's number out on TV, bro. Yeah. Just keep it hush. Just like you'll want to keep the reviews of your stand-up special oh, yeah. nice and hush. I saw someone say whose stand-up is worse, and it was a picture of Brendan's show with <laughs> a, a mic, and then one of them like in the cage. I and watched... I don't get people dissing on him because he had a fairly serviceable career. I watched a bit of the stand-up. It's, it's horseshit. Yeah. I haven't watched it because it's I don't like, want it. I don't want to to have that. It's like okay, like it's just you know a bunch what? of. Like, I can't rag on the guy. The guy's a good businessman. He's found a way to keep himself relevant. He's got himself a great career. I respect some of his insight. I don't agree with all of it. I agree with some of it. Mm. I find myself watching his clips for better or for worse. You can judge me for it if you like. Um, you know, he and he has it. Look, he's been there and done it. I was oh, smart yeah, enough not, to get out. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking that away from him. I know you're um, not, but there are people that are. And one of the big things for me that will always make me respect him as a person is that verbal tongue lashing he took off Joe Rogan about the end of his career. Yeah, he sort of in his stand up give it like there's a bit of revisionist history about that. He sort of like implied that he'd already made up his mind to quit fighting before this. And I was like, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. regardless of whether he had or hadn't, I respect the fact that he, you know, Joe offered to take that down or said, you know, well, we yeah. don't have to post this. And he said, no, put it up. And I respect the fact that he was man enough to look at himself in the mirror. Oh, yeah, and go, ab- right. absolutely. I think uh, it was the 
well, you know, he has proven it is the right time to step away. And who are we to to compl- or to mouth off about his his success since? You know, true. Um, well, what, what, what are you what are you sending him to? I mean, he, this is not oh no no territory like, oh no this the is this F-M-W-B-B. is no no it's, it's not that bad, but like snitches get stitches and you 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 wronged a lot of people here do you send them to like the <laughs> like the, the daniel cormier correction correctional facility or the, like <laughs> the henry cejudo snitches uh, institution yeah it's just henry cejudo like really awkwardly smoking a joint that's what i was gonna say just like backwards smoking yeah. a joint and telling you why he shouldn't snitch on people yeah is it's just going to be it's going to be like a firm warning in hell for him? Is yeah, it? Oh yeah, it's it's temporary. You don't get the full in Ganu, maybe just the tip. <laughs> you don't get the elbow deep in Ganu. <laughs> Could you imagine? There'd be no. nothing more horrifying <laughs> because it'd be like it'd literally just be like, if I want to, it's, whatever I want. There's nothing, nothing you can do to stop there's him. Nothing, whatever is about to happen behind these closed doors, yeah, is not stoppable. <laughs> that's a horrifying thought isn't it yeah <laughs> could be good could be bad maybe he just wants to give you a bit of a hug maybe he wants it. to give you a little bit of a hug and a cuddle because he's just he's had a tough life or maybe he, he doesn't wants he you wants to, to have right a tough some life. wrongs yeah he wants you to feel some of the pain he felt oh jeez he's shoveling your sand yeah but he's fucking right he is <laughs> by the fucking bucket load out your bangle um i have one more center for the week uh and it's jessica andrage Yep, for posing naked, essentially, um, with hope, the championship belt. Hope that belt gets a good wash before it's. Used I again. don't understand this, right? And the reason that I don't, and I've safely, and I'm sure for the benefit of my very few followers, I've never really had the urge to just you know whip a a naked or semi naked pickup. Mm. Well, firstly, right, Jessica Andrade. A little bit on the more masculine side of things, right? Nothing wrong with that. That's fine. We all fall different places on that spectrum of of physical looks. But I would get this if she were, and feel free if if this is sexist to tell me. (laughs) Sexist statement incoming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Usually when you precurse it. If she were known as a good looking fighter. There are fighters that are known like as they're popular. Like so, I think she is known as a good-looking fighter. Is she? Is she fancied by loads of men? I think there's a there's a wee bit of. I've never seen anyone on the likes of Reddit or Twitter, like the ones that I've spring seen, to I've mind. I've seen plenty on Twitter, but I mean, someone on Twitter would fuck a, you know, roadkill. The ones I've seen, like spring, the, the ones I've seen that would spring to mind quickly would be like the obvious ones, like Rachel Ostovich and Paige Van Zant, and like um, Kat Zingano and Gina Carano. You know, those are ones that 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 you know I I can see they're they're known for being sexualized in that manner. They're known for being popular because of how attractive they are, as well as their fighting ability. Yeah, Jessica Andrade not known in the same caliber as, as those names. For she instance. is a very handsome man, though. She 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 would make handsome man. Um, well, there's always the the Bieber comparison. She's not an unattractive woman. That's not what my issue is. My issue is that she's never like who is crying out to see that picture is the point I'm trying to make. Like her wife. Yeah, but take it and show your wife then. <laughs> be so random. Just like, honey, come here. What I've got a picture I want to show you. Just me and the buff with a belt. There you go. 
you know for a fact yeah that if you have the belt Should, if i was the UFC, if you were if i was the, the ufc belt. champion in my house i would wear nothing but the belt my question times. is why this has gone public who was yeah. it for that's the point i'm trying to make and i i like look you don't have to be like she's she is an attractive female she's just not my type so like my my own it's feelings on this are i don't I think she's i don't think you're her type no i'm definitely not her type at all um but my my issue with this is not the fact that the photo exists it's with i am confused by the motivation love like like that come on you show me the picture and i think that's a ridiculous picture it's so random like it makes no sense i don't it's got a uh, 37 and a half thousand likes so <sighs> that's like that's probably not even as many as a chris cyborg commented underneath startled face <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably because you would be you'd be like oh that's uh, the time i know how to respond to that i'm startled by this yeah who's it for it's, that's my question who is it for i don't know i don't really want to start can you tell me please mel brown tell me who this picture is for i can't that's, that's just, my issue yeah. with it if there was a clear indication that this was i for, don't really want to go delving into the comments to see who it's for yeah, i don't think you want to go delving into anything in and around that photo do you know what i'm saying bro you... but yeah i'm gonna have to now again this is this hell worthy or is this you know just let's think about what we're doing let's think about what we're posting jessica yeah it's your champion it's maybe more do you know what do you know what i'm doing this is like the equivalent of do you remember the old charity boxes that were like a big spiral yeah well what will happen if you keep doing this <laughs> yeah. is you'll end up getting flung down that like a fucking black hole. Like you, everything that you do and achieve in your life will get sucked down this vacuous yeah. black hole of two people. Yeah. They will go to Bernardo's <laughs> to help beating children or whatever. But like the Francis and Gally. <laughs> <laughs> will fund every penny you give will fund the FWNN or NBBD. That's it. FNWBBD. Yeah. I'm going to have to make some Photoshop or like. Francis in a police uniform in front of this sign. Instead of a baton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, it'd be like the, that scene in uh, The Ultimate Fighter. DC just busts his cock out and says, that's a real man, son. The steep like you, like That thing must be about three and a half feet low. Yep. It's the old hello, welcome to Jamaica joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh, hell, like. Um, anywho, uh, I guess it'll be time for us to move on and talk about the uh, Sweden card. So there's not... It's a really mixed card. There's not... A, the first half isn't, isn't a Standard great... Standard European fight night um, card. A couple, car, uh, couple of good fights. Uh, Nick Hine fighting uh, Frank Camacho is a really good fight. Really like that. Nice to see Frank Camacho get back. Um, he's coming off two losses, um, but then so is Nick Hine. So... Uh, I think I favor Hine in this slightly, um, but you know, it's 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 hard to know. Um, I've know, gone Hine decision. Just I don't think either person's getting finished in this fight. No, I think just Hines well rounded enough, experienced enough. They're both super experienced, but I think he's just slightly better everywhere and should have enough to see it through. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, the next fight up, uh, we're not going to talk about all of them, uh, is Stevie Ray, uh, the wonderful Scottish Stevie Ray. Um, by the way, somebody told me, if you say, actually, I think it might have been girlfriend Mel, as opposed to boyfriend Mel. Um, <laughs> Some delicate wording there. there. <laughs> if you say space ghettos. It's Spice Girls Spice in Scottish. Spice Girls in Scottish, Spice yeah. Girls. Space ghettos. Space Girls. 
Space Ghettos. Space Ghettos. Yeah, so that's that's my Stevie Ray impression. Space so, Ghettos. Do you want to hear Stevie Ray saying Space <laughs> yeah. Girls? I can have him say two words. Space Ghettos. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to get tapped. <laughs> he's getting knocked out. Right, well, either way, it's not going to be a great night for Stevie Ray. <laughs> Barney will brave heart there. Um, but uh, I really like Stevie Ray. Just think that... Although, actually, I don't know. Like, I'm flip-flopping back and forth because Leonardo Santos has been so inactive. It's hard to say. Goodness yeah, but he what. was injured, though. Yeah, just nearly three years out of the cage. And it's he's a, nearly 40. It's a long time, yeah, and he's nearly 40 at the smaller weight division. But, yeah, he usually beats people... Full stop. Well, yeah, he's, he's got a very good record, but he usually, you know, the guys he was beating. Be several, Kevin Lee. Yeah, and Adriano Martin and uh, Rocco Escudero. Martin and Escudero. Like, that's a good run. Um, Drew and Norman Park, one of her own. One North of our own. The best, best we've had. Yeah, yeah. I think Norman Park's probably the best that we've had, for sure. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, and currently. And real shame, actually, that he was cut from the UFC because definitely didn't deserve it no but it seems to be fashioning of a pretty decent career run in ksw so he's putting together some nice wins um yeah see, I think he's the... like six one and one since he left the ufc so yeah i could see norman getting back back you know i don't it sounds his fight style is very grinding so you know he's not even he be a super fan favorite and being from this part of the world like like it or love it, we're a tiny, tiny little place. So the local fan base isn't massive. Um, but I could see Norman back in sort of a, a UK card. You know, they need someone to step in. Yeah. And he's absolutely of the quality. He's 32. Yeah. And he's a quality fighter. He could absolutely still hang in the UFC. I mean, he's had he's had wins over a lot of good people, you know. And the guys he lost to, Rustin Kabalov, Francisco Trinaldo, Gleason Tibai, you know. Yeah, the Trinaldo one, I think, was a bit of bullshit decision as well. It was in, a, in Brazil. Yeah, it was. Trinaldo's an absolute rhinoceros. Beat John Tuck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. Like, you know, he the fought, guy, uh, guy's great. Gleason Tibai as well. Didn't he did. He? he lost to him, unfortunately. In a well, that was decision. another one in Brazil. Uh, and that was in Boston. Was but in it, Boston? Was, it was a split decision, though. That was the McGregor card. Oh yeah, where he fought um, Dennis Seaver. There's, it's the most Northern Irish nickname you could have, Stormin Norman. Stormin Norman, man. Stormin Norman. Stormin Norman Park, man. Stormin Norman Park. That's uh, that's what we sound like over here. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely good to see him back in the UFC one day. Hopefully, uh, Tonya Avenger fighting Lena Landsberg. Um, <laughs> You favouring Landsberg in this? Yep. Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm favouring Avenger. I just think she's a bit more experienced. Um, and I just think that she gets it done. Um, next fight worth talking about is probably, if even, uh, Daniel Tamer and Sung Bin Joo. Um, I am going to go out on a limb and say uh, the oh, super prospect, uh, yeah. Sung uh Bin Joe will spark. Yeah, Joe's going to spark out Daniel, um, the Korean Falcon. Good nickname. It is a great nickname. Um, he's the number twenty featherweight in China. There you go. But his picture on topology has him holding a whole rake of belts. It does. And he has some excellent hair. He really does. That is. It's a dapper haircut. That is 
well maintained hair. It's, there isn't one it's strand. Hair only an Asian man could have. Yeah, I isn't. couldn't get away with hair like no. that. It's too look at that. Look at that parting. Like that's to the scalp, isn't it? Beautiful, beautiful yeah. haircut. Um, Christos Giagos uh, is fighting uh, Demir Hadjevic. Uh, Hadjevic is an animal. absolute beast. Yeah, yeah. absolute beast. He's one of my. If I'm if I were to make a list of like people to watch, he's he's up there. Um, you know, a little bit older than the most prospects, if you will. He's not, you know, I say prospect. He's been around the UFC for I think quite he is some a prospect, time, but I think he's, he's still just a, he's like a super solid. It's like uh, is gatekeeper fair? You know, is he that? Is he high enough rank to be a gatekeeper? He's like the gatekeeper to get you a fifteen shot. Yeah, he's like the gatekeeper that if you beat him, I you're suppose getting it, yeah, a, it kind of makes sense if you beat Demir Hadzovic, you're. You're top fifteen. You're pretty or, decent, or close to it. Yeah. Um. I I just think that he is. He's he's got heavy hands, and I I think that that you know for a lightweight coming into the UFC, um, for the only the third time, uh, you know, he got tapped out by Oliveira, um, and he got beaten by Mitsuru at uh, Mitsuru Haruda, um, the Haruda one, from what I remember, was pretty one sided. Can't really remember that fight. Um, and I just think that it's a tough fight for him. I think Hadjovic is a beast, and I think that he sparks him in round one. I've gone round two. Let's see him. That's absolutely fair. Um, Maquan Amirakani fighting Chris Fishgold. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Fishgold uh, by KO. Not wow. Not a popular opinion. No. Um, I think Fishgold, uh, as we know, great in the ground. Don't I think Amir Khani has the stamina and enough about him on the ground and the scramble to to survive that? And I think he will outlast him. And I think he's got just his striking's improving. It's still not great, but I think it's enough. Uh, and I think Amir Khani takes a decision. I think Fishgold batters him on the ground. Um, Jimmy Manoa and Alexander Rakic. Um, Manoa. Bit of a slide. It's fallen I, on hard times. So on his last fight, obviously, which was Diego Santos, and he got knocked out. Uh, that was a crazy fight, though. He had Santos wobble, too. Oh, yeah. I said before that that Santos tends to only get beaten by the elite. Or sorry, not Santos, Manoa. And I'm not sure if I can say that anymore. Mm. I'm not sure if it's yeah. now an intangible thing, if his chin is... Well, or especially he just if he's he, he, well, bit of both. But if he fights like he did against Santos, you're going to get hit, you know, and your chin can only stand up to so much of it. Plus, he's approaching the big four zero, you know, tail end of his career essentially. Um, Rakic, absolutely at the other end, on the way up, has looked an a- absolute beast so far. This has, you know all the signs of a passing of the torch sort of scenario. I've gone Rakic and I think he'll he'll get rid of him early. I think it's going to be the first round. Yeah. I think this fight ends in the first round regardless if he wins. Yeah. But I do favour Rakic. Um, we're getting up to the Komian now and it's Ozdemir and Iri Latifi. Um, this is a good fight. Um, it's probably the right fight rankings wise. Latifi at 10, Ozdemir at 8. But a bad run for Ozdemir recently. They lost to Reyes, which we were at. Uh, Anthony Smith and Daniel Cormier. Um, I just, I, and I've said this every time we've talked about him, I just, I don't think he's as good as the rankings 
really presented him. I just think, and I think he's sort of been found out a bit. Now, saying that, the Dominic Reyes fight easily could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, but I think Latifi, I think Latifi batters him, to be honest. Um, I think he knocks him out in the second round. I think he taps him. I think okay. that we know now that Ustamir's ground game's not up to much. Yeah. At that level. Both ridiculously big, strong, light heavyweights as well. So Latifi has good wrestling. So you could see him putting him on his back, on the feet. Pick him. I know I know everyone like it's the rant and rave about Ostamir and his power. I just like I said this in the way up, I think the guys he fought I mean we just talked about Jimmy Manama and Misha Serkinov, like chinny individuals um yep obviously still a, a you know a huge man who carries power but i just don't think he has that you know touch of death punching power that people sort of hyped him as um i think latifi he didn't look good against cory anderson i'll give him that but i think that said more about how cory anderson has developed yeah um accurate but if Latifi has sorted the, the cardio out a bit, he, sh- he should. Should do it. Yeah. Um, the main event is Alexander Gustafsson and Anthony Smith. Now, I am the probably the biggest Gustafsson fan that there is, um, but I'm flabbergasted by the amount of people picking Smith in this. Yeah, Smith's another one. I just, I just don't get it. Um, I think Luke Rockhold has given the most accurate opinion of Anthony Smith, and I think people are just disagreeing with it because sexy Luke Rockhold. They just don't like Luke Rockhold, and why should they? Because the fucker has everything he in really life. Does. Um, I just looking like that, I'm and just being Luke Rockhold. Yeah, be pretty be nice. Great. Be yeah, pretty good existence. Just flash a smile, at people, and just get whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> and you're like an elite, elite level fighter. Yeah, yeah, tough. Stuff yeah, for and apparently he's pretty handy in the old surfboard too. I think his brother's a pro surfer. Really? Yeah. And his dad was a pro basketball player. Not no athletic genes nah. in the family whatsoever. Then. Um. Yeah, but I just, I just don't get like Anthony Smith is a journeyman, who's sort of he's tough. He is tough. I'll give him that. But he's he wound up in a title fight on some like. You know, I've just said he got a three-fight win streak at light heavyweight over Ostamir, who I just don't rate. Shogun, it, it it kills me to say this, but in you know when he beat him last year, Shogun in twenty eighteen is not ghost of Shogun. He's not the same. And before that, Rashad Evans, I think it was hype. Not so much hype. Like he can't take away. You know, he still knocked all those guys out, or well, he tapped Ostamir. Um, he's super tough, super experienced, but I just think you said all the time, just levels to this, and I think it showed. I think John Jones, if John Jones could have got rid of him any time he wanted to in that fight, yeah, but just didn't want to take the risk. And fair play, why would you? Um, I think Gus is infinitely better. I think with if this wasn't in Sweden, I would maybe be concerned with Gustafsson's you know, like desire and, you know, mm-hmm. f- you know, 
his dedication to, to really, you know, getting himself back to the top because that Jones loss was bad. Was bad. It was a hot, tough one to take. Yeah, but because this is in, uh, you know, his hometown, he, you know, he won't want to be want to be beat there. And I think uh, I think Gustafson batters him, and I think knocks him out. I I give it to Smith. You know, he's 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 a tough customer, but I think Gustafson gets rid of him probably in the championship rounds. I'm going round four. Yeah, I mean, a late finish is definitely something that could happen. I personally have uh, a decision just because I I do kind of look at the the John Jones fight with that and think to myself that, you know, is Gustafson so good that he could just choose to put Smith out, you know, whenever? I'm mm. not sure, possibly. Um, you know, Gustafson, probably the second or third best light heavyweight in the world, you know. Oh yeah, long yeah. term, you know, I as think in, he's, has I think, been in that position I think for a while. He's now cemented quite comfortably as the third best heavyweight of the last five, six yeah, years just behind DC and John Jones. Yeah, um, you know, I think that uh, Gustafson's footwork alone, like it's just, it's so good. Uh, the reach is something that Smith, I think, will struggle with. Um, you know, there's only three inches in that, but. <sighs> People, I think, you know, it's we've talked about this before. It's like me it's and my Smith height. Is, yeah. it's, Smith is tall, but yeah, it's it's the frame. You know, Gustafson's just bigger. bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that you know Smith. The odds are definitely worth Smith by KO because if he wins, he'll you know he does have a bit of pop. But I just think that Gustafson's too good everywhere. He um, should be, yeah, and. You know, Gustafson has pretty solid wrestling as well. A lot of people sleep on that. John Jones admitted himself he slept on that in the first. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, like, I just don't see Anthony Smith taking him down. No. I, mean, I don't see him being big enough, strong enough, or, you know, good enough in the clinch to hold him against the cage. This no. this stays a boxing range, and I think Gustafson paces him up. Yeah, I think it's going to be ugly, to yeah. be honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Have you anything else to add for this week's show? No, just that if you want to play along and with our UFC picks, get over to Topology, and we are the super rad UFC pick'em group. Um, we'll get you accepted and see how you do, just for for a bit of fun and all that. Um, next week, we're going to have our half-year awards or yep. review. I haven't quite decided how we're going to do it yet, so if you think there's been anything of particular note in 2019 which you think needs uh needs recognition shoot it our way and we'll we'll discuss it yep 100 percent. um apart from that uh, as i said to start the podcast the best thing you can do to help us along is to like share subscribe particularly write a wee post on facebook say a few words um tag your mma friends tag mma people on twitter anybody that that you'd like uh to hear the podcast you know it really does help us out because as i said before Next step for us is really trying to push the podcast to the next level. So uh, that involves getting some audience built. Um, but until next week, that's it. So you can follow us on Twitter at SuperAdMMA. You can get us on Facebook at Facebook.com for us at MMA. Uh, and that's it for, for now, I should say. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace.